Welcome back to the Grace for Your Journey podcast. This is Pastor Terry. I am so glad that you are with us. We are in Matthew chapter 9, and we're going to be talking about a subject today. It is ancient, but it has taken the world by storm in the last oh, seven to ten years. And I'm talking about fasting. I mean, if you go on any diet plan and start to research diet plans, right, if you're looking for a way, intermittent fasting is going to come up. And, and so that has introduced or maybe reintroduced our culture, our country to the idea of fasting. But Jesus talks about fasting in Matthew, and it's profound what he says. Let's look at it. Now, then the disciples of John, now these are John the Baptist's disciples, came to him, to Jesus, saying, Why do the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And so, you see, now, fasting was normal. In the Old Testament, there were about 10 different types of fasts. Those fasts were called on by the people to participate in several times throughout the years. Fasting was a part of Jewish religious life. It just was. It was like reading the Torah. It was like going to synagogue. It was, you know, making a sacrifice on day to day. It was just normal. Fasting was a normal thing. Actually, Jesus would say later on, when you fast, go and do this. And then he gave a prescriptive uh, uh, process for when you fast on how to do it so you're not calling attention to yourself, but you're getting the spiritual benefit of it. Fasting was a big deal. So John the Baptist followers come to Jesus and say, look, the Pharisees fast, but your disciples don't fast. They seem to be a better Jew than you are. That's what they were saying. Look at what Jesus said. Now, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. Jesus says this very clearly. I am the bridegroom. I am the most important reality of their life. I am God come to earth, all man, all God here to redeem you from your sins. I am God come in the flesh. Why would they fast? What what could they gain out of fasting that they can't get from me? That's issue one. And the answer is nothing. Of course, Jesus is all God, all man. He possesses all wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. He can impart that way better than going through a fast. And the second thing he wanted to point out is this. I am above the law. The law is here to serve me, not me, the law. And so he says, well, as long as I'm here, my, my followers aren't going to fast. Now, when I'm taken away, they will begin to fast again. Then in verse 16, it says this, No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. In other words, you don't take an old garment, put a new cloth on there, because when you wash it, it's going to constrict, right? It's going to draw up, and it's going to tear the garment even worse. So you don't do that. Neither is new wine put in old wineskins. Again, if you have a, a wineskin, that's how they stored wine. It expanded because of the fermentation process of the wine. It, it sort of, you know, um, moved out and, and uh, then, it, then it set up in a particular spot, right? And so you pour new wine in there. It's going to expand even further and it's going to bust it. And that's what it says. If it is the skins burst and the wine is spilled and the skins are all destroyed, but new wine is put into fresh wineskins, so both are preserved. Jesus says this, just like if you go make a new batch of wine, you're not going to get an old wineskin and put in it because it's going to explode and everything's ruined. I am come to bring a new relationship with God the Father. And you don't regulate my people, my followers, to the Old Testament, to the old law, to the old things. You have to make way for something new and fresh. And when you do that, 
Both are going to be preserved. What's good about the law is going to be remembered, but this new, fresh, wonderful reality that I'm bringing to life is going to be made known to everyone around. So, Jesus is saying there's a new way to walk. There's an absolute new way to live. And it's through the person, presence, and power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we have today. Jesus has ascended into heaven, but when he ascended, he said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be in you, and he will lead you, guide you, and comfort you, and give you peace. So the Holy Spirit is here within us now. So when was the last time you pushed the pause button in the busyness of your life, and you said, Holy Spirit, teach me. Holy Spirit, guide me. Holy Spirit, I'm facing some questions I don't know the answers to. Either please give me the answers, point me to the answers in the scripture, or bring someone into my life that can be trusted that will help me answer these questions. Maybe you're facing a decision and you need a billboard. <laughs> I I, uh, I got a good buddy of mine who said, man, God has to give me billboards for me to turn because I'll miss it every time. I'm sort of that way. And so oftentimes I'll pray, Holy Spirit, show me what to do. How do I operate in this new reality that Jesus has moved me into in a way that's pleasing to him and impactful to the world and, and where I can manage my life well, all right? I need help with that. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you guidance and wisdom in every step of your life. And when you do, you're going to find unbelievable grace for your journey. I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.